Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Alright y'all, we are live, we are in full effect, sound check is good, (laughs) so we can keep it moving this week. I say welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time, live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. You have actually stepped into the best time of your week, a week ahead of time, so let's get into it y'all, there's so much to discuss uh, we are living in the days of the Scorpio full moon. You might as well say it's here. Um, tomorrow it will be a day before the 22nd is the day of, and you can pretty much read the energy through to the 23rd really intensely. Um, <clears throat> and I'm telling you, while while you're looking out at the at the moon at night and, and you see it getting more and waxing more and more full, just imagine the energy of this Scorpio full moon. Everybody who look up at the moon don't know it's in Scorpio, don't know it's a Scorpio full moon, and don't realize that not only is the intensity waxing along with the uh, visible spectrum of the moon that we see, but the energy is intensifying due to it being a Scorpio full moon, okay? Um, I gave, let me not jump too far ahead, I say Amon Ra, all those in the line of great divine, all the righteous divine ancestors, for without whom we would not be here. I'm so thankful to be back here another week uh, to come before you guys, I mean, I'm so incredibly thankful for the wonderful emails that I have received here over the last week. Um, just of <clears throat> that's what I, I was talking about when I was mentioning astro love gifts. The astro love gifts link is still up in the episode description below. Feel free if you are so inclined to appreciate um, what I come before you guys and do every week that way. But like I said before, the astro love gifts are much appreciated. You, even when they come in the form of just a powerful, beautiful email that is right on time. I appreciate you guys for the love and the energy that is returned to me, and it keeps me coming back. The hundreds of you that listen every week and the ones of you that reach out and that sign on to to work with me more consistently, 
It is appreciated. I do it for y'all. I love y'all. I love this. I have truly found my passion, and I get to live it every day. So thank you for being a part of it and going on this divine, pow- divinely powerful journey with me. Um, <clears throat> additionally, got a shout out, Brother Ampu, <laughs> our fearless leader here, and the amazing, amazing work he continues to do. I'm so thankful to be a part of the Astro Tarot Network and continuously, regularly, consistently get <clears throat> the insight, the the divine insight, the um, loving patient attention to our spiritual nature and spiritual health that uh, Brother Ampu provides with his uh, monthly service. I'm just so thankful. It makes all the difference to operate from operate in your life and through your life uh, from a standpoint and position of power, from a standpoint and position of of um, just amazement and wonder at the beauty and simplicity that is life, okay, especially when you live in it from a a high and a deep perspective, okay? So just had to take a time out for that. Anytime's a good time to to shout out the Divine Righteous Ancestors and Brother Ampu and the My Astrology Coach team, uh, networking team here. Trust me. So with that, I feel the green light to keep it moving, y'all. Let's go back to Scorpio full moon. <clears throat> I'd already given y'all some horoscopes uh, the week that I introduced, the, which would have been last week that I talked about the full moon this week. And so um, intense Scorpio full moon is in the title if you um, want to go back. Or in the episode information, I literally include a link with that says here, for to click back uh, to the previous episode. But I wanted to add on, I, I've, I've been feeling really, cre- this full moon is amping up and intensifying the creativity, I feel like, because it, it's for me specifically, but I think for all of us in general, because we're having to do something with this energy. Mars has been set up and had the nerve to retrograde, so we're all like reassessing our motives and why we do what we do and how we do what we do. And then, you know, we're on the heels of a Mercury retrograde at that. But then with this Scorpio full moon with uh, the Mars retrograde, it's just like, you know, Mars is the ancient ruling planet of Scorpio. And when you can't press forward, Scorpio's dealing with the power, okay, the power plays, the power games, the mind games, the manipulation, the control issues, all that is coming waxing to the fore, okay, with this Scorpio full moon. And so in many, many ways, a lot of us are not able to press forward or move forward with our objectives and initiatives. because we're not able to overpower another. It's just not the best way to go. When you try that crap in a Mars retrograde, you're going to find out that you don't want to attempt to force your will onto anybody because it's not going to work out well for you, especially in a Mars. It ain't going to work out well for you, no way, but especially in a Mars retrograde, you're going to find out ASAP 
that that is not going to work. And so that forces you to do more along the lines of what I've been encouraging everybody to do, which is turn that inward. That's what it's here for. That's what a retrograde of any kind is here for, to internalize that very energy that that planet represents. Build up, you know, encourage your own self during this Mars retrograde, uh, especially here at the time of the Scorpio full moon since it's so intense and only increasing in intensity through the weekend. Oh, you think you done had some stuff go on so far? Now, I'll tell you, with the Mars retrograde, I had it corroborated with a couple of clients that um, a couple of my mama's babies that – you know, they were dealing with some really intense, aggressive instances in their lives and in whatever area of their lives that was denoted in their chart. In both cases, it matched directly the house that Mars is retrograding in and the exact area of life where they saw this aggression play out and powerfully so and repetitively so. Any retrograde also brings about the repetitiveness because we're having a chance to redo something. That means you're going to redo it more than once. At least three times. I've already told you all the progression of a retrograde. It's going through these degrees once already. The the degrees Mars is retrograding back through now, it's done already went through. And it's going to go through them again when it stations direct after, after it's finished retrograding. So repetition is key in any kind of retrograde. So I want you all to keep that in mind for the Mars retrograde. Repetitive action, Mars is action. So we're repeating actions. We're repeating uh, uh, motivations. What what what's energizing us? We're we're reassessing it to try it again, to do to have a do over, or to you know have these things and situations pop up on us multiple times so we can get this thing right so we can perfect this thing, so we can set this thing on record, and we don't even have to worry about, oh, well, if this pop up and this go on again. No, we done did that three and four and five times. We know what to do over here. We good. We took divine advantage of the Mars retrograde, the Mercury retrograde, the Pluto retrograde, the Jupiter retrograde, the Saturn retrograde. The Jupiter, I'll get on the Jupiter retrograde here soon. Um, here soon because it's, uh, early May is going to station direct. It's been retrograde. So once again, I'm mentioning it in the context of the Scorpio full moon because I did a little something for y'all since I've been feeling all creative and uh, I got. Speaking of which, I got a Mars retrograde special bonus. Um, a document coming for my mama's babies. The only <clears throat> the, I told one it was coming. The only delay on it is it, that y'all know is I want I want everything to be perfect. I want to pack it with enough substantial, significant, right on the money information for y'all specifically that uh, you know lines up with your specific chart for a reason. This information is powerful, and for the people who have the nerve to put their vote of confidence in me energetically. I'm going all out. I'm I'm at least doing for y'all what I do for myself. That's what it spawned out of. I was sitting up like, ooh, I'm going to max out this Mars retrograde and just going deep. And so then that um, inspired me to create um, a special document for my mama's baby. Shout out, special shout out to all my mama's babies. I appreciate y'all. 
We're going all the way with this thing. We're going to continue to master our destinies using the powerful tool of astrology, okay? And with that, uh, I, I was inspired to give y'all some ways out, okay? Full moons, not only the Scorpio full moon, but especially the Scorpio full moon. All full moons have an element of culmination and release to them letting go, okay? But Scorpio adds a whole nother element of that to, um, to the energy. So it's like double release, double let go energy, okay? And so I came up with some little just ways out, you know. How do I get out? How do I let it go? How do I let it out? How do I manifest what I need to to let this be that phase, go on and let this be that close out phase of a full moon? Because guess what happens after a full moon, my babies? It begins waning. So it's perfectly conducive for letting, initiating some old let-go energy up in your life. And I hooked y'all up with some little quips to help y'all remember what, y'all, what we all need to be focused on, broken down by signs, what we all need to be focused on letting go of and just how to do it. Okay, let's get started. <clears throat> This was I just came up with this like a few minutes before the show, so y'all getting a treat from how um, my mind can work sometimes. So for my Tauruses, since uh, the Scorpio full moon is in the sign opposite yours, that's lighting up y'all seventh house, y'all seventh house of other. Okay, the seventh house is ruled by Libra, bringing the balance and the peace and the diplomacy. So my little reminder for y'all is to. Talk it out peaceably or simply drop the rope. When I consult with my mama's babies and an opposition comes up or it's a, like a full moon, it's the opposition, sun opposite, uh, or just the relationship from Scorpio to Taurus. They're directly across from each other on the wheel, first house to the seventh house or technically the second house to the eighth house. Um, but it denotes a relationship of you and the other. So when it comes to you and the other, if there's a disagreement, if there's a tug of war, my Tauruses, I want you to talk it out peaceably because Libra wants to be diplomatic. I'm bringing up Libra because it represents the seventh house. It's being triggered for you with this full moon, Taurus. So talk it out peaceably. Libra is an air sign. It rules communication. Talk it out peaceably. Don't send no text. Don't that gum. Do it over the phone. If you can, talk it out in person peaceably. Let it be a peaceable environment that you do it in. Don't let it be a whole bunch of stuff going on around. Or my Taurus is simply drop the rope. That's what I admonish my mama's babies to do all the time. It it takes two to have a tug of war, baby. And if I drop this here rope, guess what? You're going to have to tug yourself. (laughs) So... You know, talk it out peaceably, Taurus, or simply drop the rope. That's what's going to help you maneuver through this Scorpio full moon time with success, with a bit more ease, and on top instead of underneath any type of issue that could have could be arising with this intense, waxing, growing, developing, culminating, illuminating full Scorpio full moon, okay? For my Leos. I gave y'all the horoscopes that dealt with the fact that your fourth house is being lit up by this um, <clears throat> by this Scorpio full moon. So my little quip or admonishment to y'all is to strengthen your emotions 
by letting it out. Whatever you release and let out, um, my Leos, that's going to strengthen your emotions. It's going to strengthen your internal foundation and your emotional base within yourself. You can do that amongst your own self, you know, uh, meditation, whatnot, or you can include others. The others you would, it could behoove you to include are going to include family, talking it out, letting something out amongst family or, or those you are most comfortable with, okay? That's how you are going to maneuver a bit more gracefully during this intense psychologically impactful Scorpio full moon. Okay, Leo? For my Pisces, <laughs> y'all going to like this, Pisces. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, Jupiter and Neptune have correlation um, in many, many, many ways. But for my Pisces, which is a Neptune-ruled sign, you are, have your Sagittarius house or ninth house being impacted by this Scorpio full moon, okay, Pisces? And so my admonishment to y'all is to trip out, trip out, right, by mentally or physically expanding. Pisces, if you can go on a trip, go on a trip. If you can plan a trip, plan a trip. Um Mentally expanding, if you can't actually physically get somewhere. Uh, I gave you all the horoscopes um, last week, so I don't want to be repetitive. But trip out. Let yourself trip out, Pisces, mentally or physically. And that's going to be your way out is by tripping out. That's going to be your way out of any intense Scorpio full moon energy Take a mental vacay. Rise above. Uh, Sagittarius is the house of the higher learning. Rise above. Just trip out. They, you just like if you let go of the rope, Taurus, then can't be no tug of war. Pisces, if you trip out <laughs> mentally, go somewhere, or physically go somewhere, you miss it all. You're not worried about no uh, Scorpio full moon BS manifestation. you taking that illumination, and you tripping out with it, okay? For Cancer, uh, Scorpio is a fellow water sign, just like Pisces is a, a sister water sign to Scorpio where this intense full moon energy is at right now. We, I'm still talking about right now energies. And so you are definitely having your fifth house triggered cancer. That's the, so I'm admonishing all my cancers to play it out. That's the Leo house of fun and enjoyment. So I'm admonishing my cancers to play it out with love or with loved ones, okay? Children is denoted in the fifth house cancer. This is how you're going to get it out. If it's too much hot, intense energy going on right now for you and you don't know which way to that gum go, I'm giving y'all a way out with these right now. So cancer, play it out. With, with love or with loved ones, with the very love energy, um, Cancer, you can get creative. Fifth house, Leo, that's creative house. You can play. Just let your mind play. Let your heart play and let the energy of that enjoyment and playing and recreation and hobbies and games and sports and children and gambling and you see what I mean? Your hobbies, your your baby. Uh, fifth house is the house that rules if you have your own home-based business or your own business. You're, that's your baby. That's your creation. That's a hobby that could that could be turning into a cash cow. So that's the word for cancer. For my Libras, I said stall it out. 
sit tight, stall, stall it out, meaning sit tight and get your money right. Okay, Libra? Um, <clears throat> Scorpio is the sign after yours. So that the energy is in the very sign after yours. It just left. You know, there was a full moon in Libra before. And then here's a, here it is, a full moon in Cancer. So that energy is leaving you, going into Cancer. So it slows down. It, it's a slowdown type of energy or more stabilizing energy. Uh, this, um, the second house is the house that's being activated for you. That's why I say stall it out because that's that Taurus rule house that it, the energy slows down and it goes real earthy. It goes from fiery Aries into, boom, Earth, Taurus. So it slows down. It's a fixed energy. If you feel stalled out right now, especially financial, it's second house is a money house. So take this divine opportunity. If you do feel like you have to sit tight right now and go on and get that money right, you hear me, Libra? Um, <clears throat> you can focus on ways to improve your safety and security. I, I, I messed around and started reading the horoscope again. That's in last week's episode. Feel free to check it out. But that's y'all's word, Libra. Virgos. Y'all's word is talk and think it out. That's how you're going to release any excessive and overly intense Scorpio full moon energy is talk and think it out, okay? Your um, mental faculties are being stimulated, and you got to get it out. You got to get it out. You may need to write some stuff down. You may need to... um, you may need to just say some stuff and maybe hear yourself say some stuff. Hear yourself have come to some conclu- some conclusions. This is a full moon. This is a culminating energy. Maybe you just need to talk it out and finally put a, speak a big red bow on that thing and just call it done and finished. That's how it could manifest for you, Virgo. You're already a mental um, sign being ruled by Mercury, even though it's an earth sign. But it's perfect because you can really, you can really communicate some things or have some things communicated to you that are substantial and have, you know, physical results that you can see. Okay, Virgo. Um, Gemini, Gemini, <clears throat> six house for you. Okay, Gemini. So my word for you is to work it out a little each day towards your goals. Look, you got to do something with this energy, Gemini, and it's hitting up your sixth house. And that's the stuff you do every day. That's your daily routine. That's your health. That's your habits. That's your work. And so with all the extra intense energy built, just building up, building up, I'm I'm telling y'all what to do for when the thing wax full and start waning again. The waning energy is supporting the release and the letting go of something for the next two weeks after it goes full. So I'm setting y'all up for the next two weeks. Gemini, work it out. You, it's, it's some, some work that needs to be done on your health. It's some work that needs to be done in so many areas and facets of your life. Sixth house is also, um, uh, like I just got through saying, four Virgo. It's a Virgo ruled house. It's, it has an element of Mercury involved too. Write it down. Organize. That's sixth house, Gemini. Organize that. Whatever needs to get done. A little each day. For Aries, uh, I got for y'all to face the shadows of self and others 
and emote deeply to let it out. Y'all going to let it out by emoting deeply, okay? Um, this Scorpio full moon is hitting up y'all's eighth house of Scorpio. Come on, y'all Scorpio house, Aries, really? So it's prime, prime time for y'all to let it out. Let it out. Everything, everything you holding deep inside of you, it won't. It, it, it's being brought out, especially fooling with a retrograde. Pluto just went retrograde after Mars. Pluto, the very planet of Scorpio in the eighth house, Aries, that rules depth and intensity, psychological. Okay, and Scorpio is a water sign. Keep that in mind with this intense Scorpio full moon, everybody, not just Aries. Scorpio is a water sign. That's dealing directly with emotions. And the, and the Scorpio moon got the nerve to be waxing full? That's a buildup of energy emotionally. Aries, you learning the eighth house lesson, Scorpio lesson in a Scorpio full moon. Let it out. Face the shadows of yourself. The Yeah, the shadows that you really don't want to face, the shadows that you want to keep shadows hidden in the closet with all the skeletons and stuff. Yeah, those shadows. Face them. Open up that closet. Hold that skeleton up. Look at it and shake it and say, I ain't scared of you no more. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to emote deeply and let it out. If I'm an Aries, I'm going to emote deeply. I'm not going to be afraid of the deep emotions because that's how I'm going to get on top of this Scorpio full moon energy and not let it take me out, but I'm going to let it out. I'm going to use the energy of a full moon and release and surrender and accept and let out and let go. And I believe, nope, next to last, Sagittarius. All my Saggies, especially since Sag comes right after Scorpio. And so subconscious issues are being uh, highlighted here. So for my Sagittarius, I want y'all to meditate. I want y'all to rest. And I want y'all to rejuvenate it out. Okay, play the background. Play the background over the next couple of weeks, Sag. You don't need to be in the spotlight. You don't need to be out and about per se. What you need to do is meditate, rest, and rejuvenate it out. Okay? Shouldn't be that difficult. The sun is trining. Your um, sun is trining you. Well, not anymore. I am reading back a little bit. I just put my new notes on the old um, information, so scratch that. The sun is in Taurus now, so <laughs> it's not shining Sag anymore. But, yeah, that, that still leaves it for Sag. Meditate, rest, and rejuvenate it out. Play the background. And lastly, Capricorn. I want y'all to innovate a new future, okay, Capricorn? Anything old, stale, and raggedy, you got to let that go. And, and intensely so. At the Scorpio full moon, you're going to have to let it go because what you're being called to do is to innovate a new future and to let go of everything you think you know, Capricorn. If all things become new, Capricorn, what you got, what business do you have with the old any longer? You got to let it go. And that's what this intense Scorpio full moon is calling y'all to do. That's all the signs I ran through for you guys. That was just a little extra treat. 
Um, so again, you can go back to last week for the information on the Scorpio full moon. What's so beautiful about right now, it is Wednesday the 20th. In the week ahead, we will be getting into Sunday the 24th through um, Saturday the 30th. But I'm just going to wrap up the rest of this week here. Um, the moon's in Libra right now, y'all. It's so cool because with the intensity of said Scorpio full moon that we're encroaching upon, it's really in 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 I say I want to say in I want to say so many things, but in a myriad of ways, it's a breath of fresh air to have the moon in Libra right now. Literally, because Libra is an air sign, so it literally is a breath of fresh air for today, Wednesday, uh, April the twentieth, for the moon to be in Libra. It doesn't go. It doesn't go into Scorpio until. Thursday night, 7.17 p.m., and it goes void Thursday early rising at 1.13 a.m. Central Standard Time. But for right now, it is still in Libra, okay? And so that's just a beautiful, beautiful energy to lead up into such an intense full moon and the subsequent two weeks after that because it's that same energy I was talking about for Taurus, the fact that the full moon is happening in its Libra in Taurus's Libra house, seventh house. Um, this is an opportunity for us in our one-to-one scenarios with people in our lives to extend ourselves and see the other person's point of view, um, to have an easy, light interaction with people, entertaining, relaxed, leisurely gatherings, um, uh, especially in settings that are aesthetically pleasing, like I had admonished for Taurus. It's, it's Libra energy is about peace and tranquility. And we're more apt to dote on a friend or a mate. It's about mutual devotion, enjoying conversation, and even arguing a point, but not for the sake to be right, just because Libra actually can appreciate both sides or multiple sides or all sides or both points of view. It's the, it's the Libra scales being balanced. So if you gotta, if you're putting two on one side, you got to put two on the other, not to be in a competition, but to keep it balanced. Um, during uh, because it's the air element and the air is bringing the messages um, and the inspiration, the ideas, an idea may come that brings balance to a situation while the moon is here in Libra. Isn't that a beautiful energetic gift to get just as we, you know, reach this intense point of the Scorpio full moon? Um and if 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 the idea comes, if it doesn't actually bring balance to the situation, it has the potential to. So don't miss the nuggets inside of a word said either from you or from somebody else. Don't miss the inherent power inside of a message received or 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 sent, uh, because you just may have to do a little bit more digging to see. It's Scorpio full moon is intense. It's, Scorpio energy is about research and digging deep and diving deep and going deep. And Okay? So it's all a meld and blending of energies right now because we're leading up to this critical point. And so uh, it's a really, really uh, wonderful energy. Power days is um, specifically for speeches, like I said, Libras, the messages in the air, and offering your big idea. It's the perfect 
environment to make amends with somebody, come on, when it go deep, by the time it go deep in Scorpio, making amends or compromising with somebody is just the energy that you want to slide on in the Scorpio with, not being into it and going crazy and trying to prove a point who right. No, Libra energy is good for mediating, mediating, being a mediator, go-between, negotiating, a fair deal, fair deals within relationships, fair deals business-wise and financially, restoring balance with a friend or family member, taking it easy. Libra's ruled by Venus, so there's an air of beauty and softening and comfort and relaxing. So take divine advantage. This Libra energy is still, 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 still going to be around until early, early tomorrow rising, Thursday, 1.13 a.m., okay, Central Standard. Um, <clears throat> then we just had the sun enter Taurus. That's just been beautiful. I'm going to do something real, real quick. If anybody wants to take divine advantage, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who stepped up and want and, and just became really proactive and energized to initiate investigating their past life through the um, uh, past life report package that I'm, I put together. Uh, so a couple of y'all stepped up to partake in that. Thank you very much. It's my divine pleasure to provide you with the astrologically precise and exact information that denotes certain uh, past life energies, okay? And uh, this week, I wanted to do a, a something else different. I'm just throwing all kind of stuff out here this week. But I have some quotes from some people with Sun and Taurus, and I'm giving y'all a chance to, this is once again an effort to encourage you guys to stay on top of these new and full moon energies. This is the, These are the cycles that our very lives are comprising, whether we realize it or not. We have a Scorpio full moon today because guess what? Two weeks ago we had an Aries new moon, and six months before now we had a Scorpio new moon. And so uh, with the sun going into Taurus here on Tuesday, I let y'all know it was some celebrities, Chris Brown, Janet Jackson, Dwayne Rock Johnson, Malcolm X, Ashe, Stevie Wonder, James Brown, Dennis Rodman, Shamar Moore, and Kimberly Simmons. Now, out of that, I have one quote from Janet Jackson, Kimberly Simmons, James Brown, Malcolm X, and Chris Brown. And if there's a website online that lets you look up quotes, and so it, the um, anybody who well, I'll do it like this because I make it an overwhelming response. That has happened before. But the first two people I'll do that, one for the new, one for the full. first two people that send me who said those quotes, I will give them a, a, a sample so so it can be seen, you know, of the uh, there in the episode information. You can see that I've got the April new and full moon, the new moon in Aries and the subsequent Scorpio full moon. Had you already purchased that, <laughs> Um, or ordered that, then you would already know what area of your life, what house, what um, specific, you know, um, energies and activities to be on the lookout for. So you can plan like I'm admonishing people to do with the Scorpio full moon kind of quips that I gave earlier. You can plan your next two weeks while the moon is waning from full back to noon. And then set up a new cycle, the second new full moon cycle, 
for next month. So here are the um, one by Chris Brown, one by Janet Jackson, one by Malcolm X, one by James Brown, and one by Kamora Lee Simmons, okay? Here it goes, y'all. I ain't going to say who said it. You tell me, you email me the one-click access button in the episode description who said it and uh, associated with what they said, and I'll hook you up. <clears throat> okay. If you are not ready to die for it, put the word freedom out of your vocabulary. That was said by somebody who's a Taurus, who has a Taurus son. If I wasn't singing, I'd probably be probably an an accountant. That's such a Taurus thing to say, too. That's Taurus second house to money, the personal finances. Okay, that's the second quote. Third quote is, I have a really big mouth. I have a lot of opinions, and I will be heard, okay? I like that one because spoken like a true Taurus, you know, Taurus rules that throat. And so (laughs) for this uh, Taurus to say they have a really big mouth, I thought that was very appropriate. All right, next to last quote, uh, here's the fourth quote. Whether it be personal or musical, I just think I'm a walking art piece, just a ball of creativity. Spoken like a true Taurus, because Taurus also rules that second house of, um, that Taurus is ruled by Venus, so that brings in the art and the beauty. And this particular Taurus said, this said, I'm a tourist that's a walking art piece. Come on, a ball of creativity. Okay. I know that's right. A very self-aware tourist at that. Come on. And the last quote is from another tourist that said, you only live once. Okay. I love that because Tauruses are also um, distinctly determined, okay, and sometimes it manifests as stubbornness, but they going to do what they want to do, okay? So I thought I'd throw that out there. Anybody want to take advantage of that little kind of competition or opportunity for a free reading for the new and full moons? It's, it, they're a package. They come together because they're related. April new moon in Aries got everything to do with this Scorpio full moon that we're having right now. So it would be a package, okay? Good luck. <laughs> and so uh, additionally, just wrapping up this week. Okay, yeah. 1.13 a.m., uh, void. the moon goes void Thursday rising, so pretty much right up until the moon enters Scorpio, um, the moon is void. 1.13, that's six hours for most of the day on Thursday, and I know I spoke on that last week. Um, let me just refresh y'all with this Scorpio energy because I know I didn't get into it so much, just the Scorpio energy last week. It's intense and it's important, and we don't have just a ton of stuff in the week ahead. I am going to get into this retrograde information for you guys, but I want y'all to recognize the Scorpio energy because I want y'all to be on top of it and master y'all's destiny and not be sitting up looking like, God, dog, here comes a Scorpio full moon on my butt, on my head, knocking me out, taking me down because I wasn't ready for it. Scorpio is secretive, y'all. It's mysterious, and um, it favors, you know, going deep. 
be it creatively. That's why I say for me personally, I've just been utilizing it to be creative because that Mars energy that rules Scorpio, that Pluto energy that rules Scorpio, it's real intense energy, be it sexual energy, be it creative energy, be it rejuvenative and restorative and transformative energy. It's intense. And Scorpio is a water sign, so it's it can be intuitive as well. It can it it can heighten our intuition. Whatever your gut is telling you here leading up to this full moon, go with that. Go with that. If your stomach twisting and turning and flipping, baby, that's a sign. That's that's a message directly to your body to listen. Did y'all know y'all can charge water? Did you know you can program water? Just look online. They can, they've done the scientific study and can show the molecular changes in water that has simply had words spoken over it of love and abundance and prosperity. That's free right there. Do you, do you a full moon water ritual? Program you some water. Put it out up under up under the moonlight and charge it, and speak some bountiful, powerful uh, uh, intentions of what you will clear, release, and let go over the next two weeks. And if you got the nerve to want to clear something, release and let it go, it, it's gonna come up. If you want to clear and release some stuff, you're opening up the door for the stuff to come up to be cleared and released. It's going to come up from the deep, the depths of Scorpio. It's going to rise up to the surface to be cleared, cleansed, and washed away. Scorpio puts us in touch with the driving forces within ourselves and with those that we engage with, okay? Small talk ain't cutting it. Ain't nobody having no superficial uh, conversations right now at all. And it's so intense and intuitive, words may not even need to be said. Because when somebody puts that Pluto on you, put that Scorpio on you, that Scorpio stinger, you you never know they was coming. You'd have never seen them coming. Words did not even need to get said. And so we crave deep conversations that unravel a dilemma or solve a psychological puzzle. You know, uh, Scorpio wants to solve something like solving a crime. That's done. The forensics is found here in Scorpio. You want to solve something. If you are talking, it's to get to the bottom of something or to, or to solve something. You're not being aggressive or pushy with Mars retrograde or Pluto retrograde. You're taking that energy that you would be going upside somebody's head with or charging them up with or clowning them with, and you're going to internalize that. You're going to look at yourself. You're going to take another deeper look at yourself and your actions and your motivations and your power issues, control issues, and power plays you try to make the inner Mars and Pluto retrograde is not going to serve you at all. You're going to find yourself getting served if you continue to try manipulative tactics and ploys. And Scorpio full moon here to illuminate that for you ever so clearly. Uh, When the moon is in Scorpio, we can have a fascination 
with the darker side of life and ourselves. So that's why I'm saying it's so key and powerful to internalize the energy because, like I said last week, you can really get to the bottom of some psychological stuff with yourself if you're not scared to get that daggum skeleton out that closet and shake them bones, shake them dry bones, look that skeleton in the eye and say, hey, you're not running nothing no more. I'm exposing you to the light of the full moon. I don't care. I ain't scared of nothing, and I ain't got nothing to lose. I want to lose something. I want to let something go. I want to surrender something. I want to accept something anyway. So it's a perfect time to face our shadow selves in a Scorpio moon. Those doors that are marked enter at your own risk. During a Scorpio moon, we're going to blast through them suckers. We're going to tear the caution tape off and walk right through them. We ain't scared of nothing, not in a Scorpio full moon. Mm-mm. We want to know what's, 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 what's so risky about facing that skeleton. What's so risky about facing the shadows of ourselves, the dark side? Okay? And um, we encounter what's intense with this energy and coiled up within ourselves, and we release that primal power, okay? It becomes the creative seeds, here go that word again, opportunity to create something new. It's coming up from the deep, rising to the surface to be cleared away for what? For the new. After this Scorpio full moon starts waning, it's going to be new again here in May. You're not getting rid of stuff for no reason. You're getting rid of stuff so you can get the the stuff that's coming after that. You want to be stuck in a stupid cycle the rest of your life? Or do you want to end the cycle, close out the cycle, release the cycle, let it go? We're creating seeds of the new, and we're being transformed. That's Pluto, baby. They rule Scorpio. We transforming up in here. Scorpio is the phoenix rising from the ashes. Scorpio is the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. We own our transform transformation-ish over here. No, it don't always look pretty. No, it's not always easy. Yes, intense, you know, activity is is uncomfortable at times. But, baby, when you get your butterfly wings, you ain't going to be studying no. <laughs> when you get your, when you rise from them ashes, looking at, remembering you got burnt up. And the very act of getting burnt up gave you new life. You may can't see it now. It may not process in your mental that way right now, but that's what is occurring. That's what is happening. That's what is being represented by this Scorpio full moon. You can be new again, baby. Use my little quips and tips and tricks for your sign for this Scorpio full moon that I gave out at the beginning of the show. And watch your next two weeks on your way to your something new. Be better. Watch it be powerful. Watch it be powerful instead of pitiful. That's my point. That's what I'm on. That's why I'm on my creativity right now. 
because I could be engaging in a whole lot of control stuff, power stuff, psychological stuff. And, baby, if you run up on somebody who more psychological than you, you're not going to win. There's some people out here that can out-psychological your butt. They either that daggum crazy or they that good at what they do. And either way, you I promise you don't want to play that game. You don't want to play who crazier because you might find out that you're not as crazy as you thought you was or you're not as crazy as this other person or entity or energy you're dealing with. So don't play who can be crazier. In a situation like this with Mars and Pluto retrograde, that ain't going to get you nowhere, and it ain't going to get you nowhere real slow. <laughs> so turn this Scorpio energy inside, just as the Mars and Pluto retrograde suggests. Internalize it. Show yourself that you can control it, that you want to control something so bad. Control you. Show show yourself your own personal power, your power to transform, your power to uh, uh, be rejuvenated and rejuvenate and re- refresh and restored and and and. It's another reword that want to come out. It's uh, that that represents Scorpio, uh, restoration and and just. <sighs> It's it's all in line with the transformative energies. The new you get you getting something brand new. You ain't never know what a butterfly could be looking at a caterpillar. You didn't know. You just thought, oh, that's a little ugly insect. Low, look like a little worm. Look like a little. You you never knew a butterfly could be so beautiful, because you looked at that caterpillar and you judged it and you said that's a ugly insect. No, thank you. And you know. Some of us, we just going in our cocoon nicely and quietly, but internalizing our power. We ain't worried about proving no power to nobody else. We internalizing it over here. Huh. We proving to ourselves how powerful we can be, how 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 much we can motivate our own self to the necessary actions that need to be taken between now and the new moon so we can be ready for our something new so we can be ready for our butterfly wings, so we can be ready to rise from the ashes and fly on to the new new. All right. That's Scorpio, y'all. Of course, when I talk about Scorpio, I have to be all intense with it. What's the point? (laughs) So uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, Scorpio full moon. Just making sure I don't miss nothing, y'all. And then, yeah, after the Scorpio full moon there on Friday. Hold on, y'all. I just want to make sure I say the exact time again. For y'all's convenience, so y'all don't have to literally go back to the last episode to hear it. Uh, Friday, the full moon is at 1224 a.m., so early, early rising on Friday. And then the moon goes void. After it waxes full, it goes void there on Saturday. Saturday late afternoon, 4.46 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Any full moon rituals or things that you engage in, make sure you do that before that time. And then it's void for about 15 hours late Saturday night um, and overnight. And finally goes into Sagittarius on the 
first day of our week ahead, the 24th Sunday, 7.46 a.m. Central Standard Time. So let's get into the week ahead. I see you guys holding on the line. I appreciate you for listening. If you happen to get um, have a question or just want to make contact, don't hesitate to press 1, and I will let you in on the line. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. So, yes. Uh, before I get into the moon being in Sagittarius here in the week ahead on Sunday, um, rising 7.46 a.m., let me hit on these retrogrades real quick because they hitting. <laughs> we had Jupiter go retrograde at the beginning of the year, January 7th, right? And that's about to wrap up as far as Jupiter station in direct here in early May. But I've been telling my mom, reminding my mama's babies, you know, because the planet will go retrograde and you're just not even thinking about it anymore until some stuff pops up. <clears throat> but I've been reminding them, uh, Jupiter is that planet of luck, abundance, expansion, uh, advancement, growth, um, opportunities for higher learning and long-distance travel, long, going on long-distance journeys figuratively or physically. And so with Jupiter retrograde, I've just been reminding them whatever area of life is retrograding in or area of their chart to reassess, just like retrogrades call us to do, but reassess ways and areas where we may have missed when Jupiter was going direct initially uh, ways that we can we can grow and expand and and uh, have divine opportunities for luck abundance and expansion because this is the thing when it goes direct early May <laughs> all these ways that we've been reconsidering and reassessing are potentially uh, areas that we are going to reap those benefits now that Jupiter is going to be moving forward again and so the ways that we've reassessed and you know well maybe I can take another if it's good let's just say it's going retrograde in your second house right and it's about to go direct in that same second house here in another week or so well if you've taken this divine opportunity since January 7th to go over your personal finances again, rework your budget, see how you can, um, you know, use your talent, skills, and abilities to bring in more income and set, set up some more streams of income for yourself, or any ways that you have uh, reassessed how you can stabilize that second house right there, stabilize those personal finances, here when Jupiter goes retrograde, well, hey, that's that's when you, when the, um, uh, I'm thinking of a farming tool when it kind of, I think it's called gleaning. And, you know, when Jupiter goes direct again, that's when you're going to be able to glean from that harvest and collect what you were able to go back and scrutinize and make sure you didn't miss when it comes to your luck, your abundance, your advancement, your optimism, your growth and expansion, okay? So that happened in January. In March, March 25th to be exact, Saturn went retrograde, okay? So Saturn is that planet of hard work and discipline and responsibility and maturity and seriousness and boundaries and restrictions. And so when it's not in full power or full speed in a retrograde, we're more likely to be... Okay, we're more likely to see uh, a lot of our efforts and energies kind of relaxed potentially, actually. And so, but it still is an opportunity to reassess um, 
especially where it's transiting, where we're working hard and what we're putting our effort into, okay? And with Saturn, clearly, when when the hard work is done, the rewards will be paid, okay? That's what I love about Saturn. It is, it's it's a taskmaster, and it's going to, you know, keep you on your task consistently, just like that goat, one foot in front of the other, up that mountain until it reaches the top. That's probably one of the only ones that's going to make sure it does make it to the top, okay? And so Saturn's still retrograding right now. 4-17, April 17th, Mars went retrograde. The very next day, within 20 hours, Pluto went retrograde, okay? And I just wanted to hit on this Pluto pretty specifically. Let me run through. I went pretty in-depth with Jupiter. With Saturn, um, we're really reflecting on Saturnian themes of productivity, time management, planning the work and working the plan, Um, and especially since Saturn is retrograding in Sagittarius, you know, how seriously are we taking Sagittarius themes such as religion, philosophy, higher education, travel, and teaching others things that will help them lead better lives? How are we taking the responsibility or taking that seriously, okay? Paying attention to sensitive points in our charts where the retrograde is happening, um, especially for other mutable signs like Sagittarius where Saturn is retrograding, but Gemini, Virgo, and Pisces as well. Um, If you have sun, moon, or ascendant in Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, or Pisces, especially uh, within 9 to 16 degrees, you know, you may be feeling the pinch of the Saturn retrograde and Sagittarius description a little bit more than others. Um, And then around the time that Saturn stations, um, it already stationed retrograde March the 25th. It won't station direct until August 13th. But when it does, and for the several weeks around these stations, we may experience additional challenges in these areas. And that's what really made me want to speak on the Mars retrograde because these really sensitive uh, days around the 17th. It was just insane. I told you all about my mama's babies that were having things come up, but it's stationed on the 17th and probably between the 16th on up to about the uh, yesterday. Yeah, I heard from another one yesterday, just stuff popping off. But that's the strength and the energy of these planets when they station. For Saturn, since it's a slower-moving planet, it, it covers, you know, weeks instead of just a few days. When Mars is moving so fast, yeah, from about the 15th to the 19th was a real sensitive time in the area of, of Martian themes, action, just action, just intense. Um, you know, um, or or more challenging arguments, uh, aggression, violence, assertiveness, war, all-out war. Okay, and uh, and Mars retrograde is just these few months from here on the 17th of April when it turns station retrograde to June 29th when it stations back direct again. We're just going to really be called to contemplate how we're working with our the Mars energies in our life, our very own assertiveness. Are you are you utilizing your assertiveness to to lead a, a more dynamic and courageous and brave life, or are you using your assertiveness to be all aggressive off in somebody else's face about what they got going on and what they doing? 
uh, Mars that rules Aries is about self. I said that last week. I just was listening to the show and heard myself say that last week. Self. Uh, whenever when, when it comes to sexuality, make sure you're involved in a scenario where the the sexual energy is playing out in a win-win scenario. If you have to be sexually dominant over somebody, play play games with people sexually, psychologically, it's not going to be conducive for you until through June. You better. Consider yourself on a break till then, or just know and understand right now that the that the the uh, the snares and the traps that you done got set for somebody else, they're not gonna succeed right now. You pretty much setting a trap for your own self, okay? Um, and we're also contemplating how we're working with the energies of initiation. Mars rules Aries, and Aries, you know, it initiates the entire 12 other signs, 11 other signs. It sets off the entire zodiac cycle. And so um, you also want to pay attention if any of Mars's darker influences are showing up in your life and contemplate how you're working with those. Anger, okay? You find yourself... <laughs> I had interaction with some, I, I it's rare that I have these interactions, but when I do, I pay very close attention because it's either something inside of me that's showing up in the form of some, somebody else for me. Like I said, if it's something deep, it'll come up to the surface to be dealt with. You ain't got, you don't have to get mad at the person. Likely they just reflect in a part of you that you don't want to deal with, and that's why it's going to force itself into your face so you can deal with it. But yeah, just like un- totally unprovoked anger um, showing up in our lives, uh, violence, impatience, impulsiveness, and like I say, the inappropriate sexuality, the sexuality of like psychopaths and sociopaths and, you know, serial, you know, sexual ass- assailants uh, where it's inappropriate. You know, there are just some things that are inappropriate. And so there's no room for that right now, okay? Um, yeah, and so just like with Sagittarius, uh, just like with Saturn, Mars is in Sagittarius, and so Sagittarius is a fire sign. So we got, um, you know, even our, our sexual energy, our, our drive and our motivation within this fiery environment, okay? So that's firing up our enthusiasm for Sagittarian themes. We're fired up about learning, you know, higher learning. We're fired up about religion at this time. We're fired up about philosophy and what we believe. We're fired up about not only learning but teaching. And it can also bring out the adventurer in us and spur desire for foreign travels or adventures you know, of the mind. And so meditate on these Sagittarian themes and fill out which ones um, energized, which ones to energize after Mars turns direct. Likely um, you're not necessarily able, especially with so much retrograde energy, Mercury pulling up the rear here, 
Um, it's not the best time to move forward per se, but it's a really good time to let the passions and the energies be stirred toward our creativity in these areas, be it making the plans to do it, being sowing little seeds of action and intention to make sure that when the planets are moving direct again, we can get it done. You know, we just the the energy of the direct motion of the planet right with us. These retrogrades are mimicking internal processes inside of us, as above, so below. And so then with the Pluto retrograde, mm-mm-mm, I had to kind of get down with Pluto retrograde, which I'll real quick, because it's not the same retrograde energy of these other planets. Um, what I mean by that is most planets in retrograde are kind of reversed, like their energies are kind of opposite of what they normally are. Okay, Saturn's like hard work and discipline and uh, responsibility and maturity, but, you know, in a retrograde, it can be kind of lazy and not want to work so hard, right? But when it comes to Pluto, it kind of doesn't go opposite. It kind of goes over, you know, in more intensely so it's normal Pluto energy, right? And so with Pluto already representing power and intensity, it can be very tense. And and, and I mean like scarily intense, right? And so Pluto retrograde may require a complete breakdown of our old ways and our old ideas before we can move forward again, okay? Pluto is coming to transform. This Scorpio full moon that's ruled by Pluto is coming to transform. You see a theme running here with Pluto retrograde happening a mere two days, uh, three days before the Scorpio full moon, and you don't think it's closely related? I mean... We may, just like the tower card and the tarot, like anything that your life has been built upon that does not have a firm footing, firm foundation, sturdy ground, it's up for inspection and it's up for transformation. We're looking inside of ourselves, powerfully so with Pluto retrograde, and we're facing ourselves. We're challenging ourselves to get rid of what needs to be gotten rid of, to face our shadow self and our dark side. Uh, The dark side is simply like we got emotions and desires sometimes that we suppress or oppress or repress, right? We don't even want to admit to it. We don't even want to admit to anybody about things that are us. Our desires are extensions of us. And so Pluto retrograde, Scorpio full moon, it's all happening so we can deal with these parts of ourselves that we don't like and transform them, okay? It's a good time with Pluto retrograde to take on any endeavor that involves regeneration. What do you need to regenerate, renew, restore, refresh in your life? This is the time to do it when the energies are supportive of you going in to see what you can do differently to do just that. 
delve head, go head first, dive in head first on any personal transformations that you've been wanting to make. You Now, you may, with Pluto intensity, Scorpio intensity, you may feel like you're in the middle of uh, Dante's Inferno hell go, to do it. But, you know, it's Pluto. It's intense. It's powerful. That comes along with it. So get your mind right and be prepared for for any struggle. The struggle is real With uh, when it comes to our darker impulses, our shadow impulses, and our base emotions. It may be a little ugly to look at the truth of who you are and what your base desires are, but as long as you're not talking about it, as long as you're acting like you don't really want that or like that, you're only building your own personal hell for you to live in. You got a Pluto, uh, Pluto and Mars retrograde on your side to help you take divine advantage. If you never, if you've always wanted to get real with yourself and tell the truth with yourself and your partner, whoever you may be with, a particular family member, a child, this is the time to be working on that, to be building up to that, to be leading up to that, to to allow the energy of the Aries new moon that's feeding into this full moon to give you the bravery and the courage and the impetus and the drive and the initiative to do it. Um, If you have any hidden motives, such as a hunger for power, desire for revenge, those types of things, those shadow types of things may be rearing their ugly heads, and you may have a struggle with them. Um, uh, We're going to be reassessing whether the actions that these motives are driving ultimately serve us or not. And if they don't, let them go. If we've been plagued by pain and suffering from troubled times in the past, now is a good time to revisit these experiences and their effect on you. Childhood traumas, let's go. The ugly stuff, yes, that deep stuff, yes, that secretive stuff, yes, that hidden stuff, exactly that. Pluto can help, especially with this Scorpio full moon, illuminate the issues to help us break through them, inevitably helping us move forward to that new, new that's waiting, them wings, them butterfly wings that's waiting to set us free from crawling around on our belly. During this period, it's a good time to try to restore health and peace of mind. Pluto definitely with that regenerative power um, that is inherent in Pluto and Scorpio is a prime time for any healing, the deep healing. Y'all know that half of these blasted uh, illnesses come from psychological crap. You done stretched your life away and thought it was something else. No, boo, it was that stuff you didn't want to deal with that, that killed you from the inside out, that started attacking your organs that cause you to crave this particular substance or food or or food-like product that fed this particular organ or, or, or its dysfunction, fed its dysfunction. That's why it's so important, y'all. That's why if you're going to do it, do it now with all this energy supporting us on our side. It's not easy. So we need some Mars and Pluto retrogrades to come along at a Scorpio full moon to help us out. 
It's a great time to try to restore health and peace of mind. You can get healthy again and have peace in your mind if you ain't trying to control, manipulate, or or make a power play on somebody else, but instead use that intensely uh, transformative and regenerative energy for yourself. You just might mess around and restore your health and your peace of mind. Look at that. Cleansing diets and detoxes at this time is, is right on time. Do that over the next two weeks. Do a detox over the next two weeks and see if you ain't ready by the next new moon for that new new. Meditation, psychological counseling. We're going deep, remember? You may have to do a past life regression meditation or, or a childhood meditation and go back to when you were in your mother's womb. And you may, people do stuff like that all the time. And then they mess around and remember in the depth of trance and meditation that they, they I remember, I just remember feeling a, a hard, uh, like something hit me on my shoulder. And then they reliving and figuring out, oh, you know, my mom got kicked in the stomach when I when she was pregnant with me. And they remember stuff like that. This is the climate for that type of stuff, going deep, going deep, looking into the depths of your past, into the depths of who we are. So we can pull out something new and beautiful, so we can pull out something with some wings on it. We trying to fly over here. We ain't got time to be crawling around on our belly, missing everything. Can't see nothing crawling around on on our belly. It's time to fly, babies. So the psychological counseling, the medical treatments, all kind of endeavors like that are going to be even more effective than they already would be while Pluto is in retrograde, okay? Uh. Yeah, this particular Pluto retrograde, um, I love, y'all know I love Astrology King. Shout out, donate to their site. Um, Pluto retrograde should be a positive experience overall, as intense and deep and, you know, murky and skeletony as it is. It should be a positive overall experience. A powerful grand trine configuration gives the communication skills and acute perception to expose any buried and unresolved issues holding you back. Many of these repressed feelings will relate to your love life or finances. And I'll jump in here and say uh, that that grand trine he's talking about, (laughs) we got Pluto retrograding in Capricorn, an earth sign, right? We got Mars about to retrograde in Taurus, another earth sign. And we got Jupiter retrograding in Virgo, the third earth sign. Okay, so it's a grand trine of expansion and advancement and and acute perception. That's Jupiter in Virgo, like making us make sure that we are not missing a thing. We're scrutinizing the details and being very exacting and precise. When it comes to our look, abundance, and expansion, we ain't trying to miss nothing. And then, you know, and it's the trine between all of them. So it's the easiest flow of energy between that, Jupiter and Virgo, Mercury and Taurus, giving us stability, slowing us down in our thinking and in our communication and travel, and, and giving us a determination uh, to to see something through, um, and then the Pluto 
in Capricorn, which is totally transforming a lot of it, uh, structures in our lives and um, in the world, okay? And so um, uh, there, it's, it's a – Pluto in Capricorn has a karmic tone to it, too. So this Pluto retrograde, it, it should really be um, allowing us to wrap up some stuff especially with Pluto ruling the Scorpio full moon. We really ought to, over the next two weeks, we really all ought to be able to make significant headway in wrapping up, letting go, accepting, surrendering um, some things that are just karmic. They're destined to play out this way. Don't fight it. The more you fight it, the worse it is. These karmic issues um, can result in a massive transformation and evolution of your soul this year. You don't want to be fighting change when your soul just wants to evolve (laughs) and you're uncomfortable about it. So um, Ashaji King does go on to say um, that it's a time of with Pluto retrograde of reflection about power and control in our lives. If people have been controlling or manipulating us, then now is the time to let them go. If we have been too controlling of others or situations, then it's time to let go. If if it's somebody in your life and the only way you can deal with them is to control them, and likely the people who are doing the controlling won't do this on their own recognizance, Um, So keep that in mind. If you're dealing with someone who is controlling you, likely on their own, they're not going to want to stop. They're getting something fed, their ego, something. But either way it goes, it's time to cut that loose. This is not a time for power tripping, but a time for elimination. Just drop the rope. Like I said, this ain't no time to be doing no tug of war with own body. If somebody want to pull, let go of that rope and see how fast they yank back pulling on nothing. Let them pull. They can pull by themselves. Faded events, he goes on to say, and repeated theme, repeating themes will reinforce which of, um, which of our controlling habits, compulsions, addictions, or prejudices must be eliminated. We'll be able to tell just what needs to be eliminated by these faded events and repeating things. Some cycles getting ended with this Scorpio full moon and over the course of the next two weeks. Watch my words. He goes on to say, if you have been too smothering and controlling in a relationship, holding on too tight, then you may be forced to let go. If obsessive or compulsive behavior involving food or drugs has taken hold of your life, then events may force a turnaround. We're still talking Pluto retrograde here, y'all. It's going to be there for a while. The more intense your destructive behavior, the more extreme the detoxing or withdrawal stage will be, such as going cold turkey, okay? Perhaps suspicion secrecy, racism, gambling, or porn are taking control and holding you back from spiritual evolution. 
Trust in your spirit guides and think of the extremes your ancestors endured to have their genes expressed in you. Destroying things which have control over you will increase your spiritual power and lead to personal mastery. The true power is, is lies within us, my babies. You're not going to destroy something that has control over you by trying to out-control or out-power it. Uh-uh. You're going to do that by taking control of your own self, personal mastery, spiritual power. You, have the, you actually have the power not to be controlled and manipulated by somebody else, believe it or not. And Pluto Retrograde is here to remind you of that, okay? So April 18th, Pluto stationed retrograde, and September 26th, it stations direct. We got a while to endure this energy. Um, the only celebrity I could find uh, with uh, Pluto retrograde in their chart was Michael Jordan. So, yeah, and having it retrograde in your natal chart just um, – it's karmic. It definitely has karmic reper, uh, repercussions. If you have Pluto retrograde in your natal chart, uh, you know, may want to get a past life packet from me, uh, a report package from me, and, and get to the bottom of that, what exactly you were doing in your past life as it relates to power plays and manipulation and control uh, or abuse of power is what it tends to uh, indicate in the past life. Uh, if you have Pluto retrograde in your natal chart, you may have difficulty transforming your life due to fear of letting go. And you and people who don't necessarily have that in their natal charts may find that to be true during this Pluto retrograde season. Um, the internalization process of retrogrades can slow somebody born with this natal aspect, um, bringing their intense drives and needs to the surface. And so uh, these people probably have difficulty expressing their personal power and influence. These people have a fear of being controlled or of taking control, um, and it can stem from those past life um, instances. So uh, whether you're the victim or the abuser, that shows up within the aspects to your natal Pluto retrograde. Um, depending on the particular past life conditions, these people may have a fear of death, poverty, manipulation, torture, imprisonment, being committed to a mental institution, exile, or betrayal. For such reasons, these people can be very intense on the inside, secretive, or a control freak. Past life conditioning may repeat. This is what I'm talking about, karma. <laughs> And so it may repeat, especially while you're young, in the form of compulsions, phobias, isolation, or mistrust of family. These people can may develop strong psychic power as a result of internalizing powerful drives and desire for power and success. And the, it, um, when these people hide their true desire for power and influence, it can lead to, you know, suspicion. And so having Pluto retrograde in your natal chart subjects you to many faded events which are aimed at bringing your deepest and darkest fears to the surface. A repeating theme of particular experiences will continue until you learn to safely, safely express your inner power intensity. So that's what Michael Jordan is working with. 
And so now we get into the moon being in Sag. I won't go too in-depth with that. We've definitely gone in-depth with that energy before, but here as of Sunday in the week ahead, Sunday early rising, 7.46 a.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to come up out of that deep, intense Scorpio, murky, psychologically intense waters, and we're going to move into fiery Sagittarius where Mars and Saturn are uh, retrograding right now. So we're going to be adventurous. We're going to be, you know, probably from all this letting go, surrendering, releasing, um, working it out, letting it out, we're going to be ready for an adventure, okay, ready to move around, ready to get outdoors, ready to be in motion, ready to for fresh experiences, ready to let our, our truth fly. Sagittarius show want to tell the truth and tell it like it is, okay? And so... Um, that's what we have to look forward to opening up the week. A real fun, creative, expansive, um, humorous, light, adventurous energy, okay? So make sure on Sunday that you're just feeling good, vibing high. It's the um, sign of optimism, so come on. You can't be down on Sunday. <laughs> uh, we have a fairly slow week. Monday, nothing really to talk about. Um the moon will still be in Sag on on Monday, so it'll probably be a really um, beautiful, fun day back in the office, sending jokes around the office or something like that, uh, but light. And um, Tuesday, Tuesday, late rising, 10.51 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon goes void, okay, for pretty much the bulk of the day for about eight hours. And so Tuesday from pretty much 11 a.m. Central to about 7 p.m. Central, 6.54 p.m. to be exact. That's when the moon uh, goes into Capricorn, okay? Capricorn is going to take us right from that uh, fun, humorous, Sagittarius mind into being emotionally satisfied to be serious. It's going to be real hard to just hang out and have fun when the moon's in Capricorn Tuesday night. And so we're, we're going to want to do something. We're going to do, want to do something with substance. We want to, um, you know, this energy means business. <clears throat> and so any emotional, you know, it's an earth sign. It's not emotional at all. Uh, but any emotions that we are reeling from there as of Tuesday night, we'll be able to put it into something that requires some extra discipline and patience because that will emotionally satisfy us to, to release to put our emotions into something like that. Uh, we're going to want to choose the tried and the true, okay? Um, something real stable that's going to bring a solid return that's real practical and efficient, okay, as it relates to uh, our structure, our emotional structure. We're just going to want to put it in a box and make it all make sense. And if we can't, we'll just work it out. You know, we'll just put it into some disagreeable work that we really don't want to do. But, hey, we have the um, energy to do it now, and we're emotionally satisfied to uh, to work, okay? Capricorn, the GOAT. And then Thursday afternoon, drum roll, please. We have Mercury retrograding in the sign of Taurus, okay? And so let me break it down for y'all real quick, just Mercury specifically in this Taurus area. 
uh, we could be lazier and more indulgent. Why? Because it's Taurus. It's Mercury. Our mind, our the way we communicate, the way we travel and move around um, in the sign of just comfort. That's ruled by Venus and, you know, just wants to feel and sense everything, take our time. So while Mercury is going retrograde in Taurus, we could have a difficult time getting anything done because we want to be comfortable and we want to read that. we like, oh, we already retrograding. We reassessing. We reviewing. We redoing. And we redoing it in Taurus. Oh, yeah. So it it can manifest as taking a while to get started, right? And, and with the retrograde, we just may not start at all right now. We can think about it. It's Mercury. We can think about it. But that alone is taking up a lot of the energy in Taurus because it's like we're too busy, you know, being comfortable and luxuriating and eating good and, you know, picking out, you know, beautiful new clothes to wear. We we don't have the energy, okay? Um, but that's just one particular possible manifestation of it. Um, you know, Taurus does rule the money, so some financial issues can come up during this particular Mercury retrograde in Taurus, financial secrets coming out that that could floor us. Uh, we could have to focus on having a better handle on money and reviewing and reassessing things of that nature. Mercury not only rules the the thinking and the communicating, but but more specifically it can rule the writing, okay, writing things down, writing out a budget. Um, so focusing on having a better handle on money that way. Um, Taurus does rule the stability and the security. And uh, with Mercury retrograde here in the sign that's ruling stability and security, we may see that in retrograde perspective go right out the window. And so everything can seem far more unstable and we can be feel far more insecure with Mercury retrograding here in Taurus. Um, or on the flip side, things could be so stable, so secure that we're bored out of our minds and want to change things up, okay? It is a retrograde, so that's rethinking, reassessing. It can flip on you, okay? And so, uh, uh, but we may not be able to exactly change things up successfully here uh, with Mercury retrograding in Taurus, or it could seem to go very wrong when we do try. That's not an encouragement for you to not to try to change anything, especially if it has to do with releasing and letting go. Although Taurus rules accumulation, it's the very opposite of Scorpio, so it rules accumulation. But with Mercury retrograding, once again, you can flip on that. Be ready for people to change their minds during a Mercury retrograde, okay? Be ready for yourself to change your mind. Don't just try to pin a whole bunch of stuff down in a Mercury retrograde. Um. Taurus also rules stubbornness, which always seem to be at all-time highs when Mercury retrogrades in this sign, um, but no one really ends up budging, okay? Because once again, Taurus wants us to be real comfortable and cozy and stubborn and determined, bound and determined, okay? Now, um, I'm gleaning some of these insights from the Dark Pixie Astrology, but... Uh, Mercury is going to make three major aspects while it's retrograding, okay? Um, did I give you all the date and time? Yeah, 
April 28th, this coming up Thursday, 12.20 p.m. Central Time, Mercury officially stations. And here on May 9th, the first aspect is going to make while it's the retrograde is a conjunction or meeting up with the sun on May 9th, right? And so that's going to give us the opportunity to focus on something we want a second chance with. We're already going back in our mental processes and reassessing and reviewing stuff. Well, that conjunction with the sun on May 9th is going to allow us to focus like the sun on something we want a second chance with. Now then, a few days later on May 12th, when Mercury trines Pluto, come on, that's that part of that grand trine we're working with, Mercury and Taurus, trine and Pluto and Capricorn. And that's going to allow us to take control. Now that we done figured out and focused on something we want a second chance with, take control. And where is the best place to put the control? Not on other people, but ourselves. Take control, make some positive transformations, or find out something that's been hidden to us there on the 12th, okay? That's what Mercury trying Pluto could manifest as. Mercury conjuncting Venus just a day after that on May 13th um, means Mercury conjunct or lining up or meeting up with Venus there in Taurus um, just means that the energy can be amplified because Venus is already the natural ruler of Taurus. And so for Mercury and Venus to meet up there, it could be amplified Taurus energy, amplified uh, stubbornness, amplified beauty and art, amplified, you know, determination, however you want to manifest that energy, high or low. And then when the retrograde ends, it ends trining Jupiter, okay, again. Um, well, not again, but uh, the other part of the Earth trine. It already trine Pluto there on the 12th, and when it stations um, back direct, it uh, trines Jupiter. And so with that, we, we're going to be given a divine opportunity energetically to end the retrograde with some positive energy on our side. It's trining Jupiter, the very planet of positivity, advancement, luck, abundance, growth, and we can be more optimistic as a result. So this Mercury retrograde in Taurus, I just have a feeling, you know, it may not start out so smooth, but I have a feeling by the end of it, we'll all be the better for it. And it'll be in such tangible ways. You know, Mercury and Taurus is activating this grand earth trine. And when you're talking about earth elements, you're talking about something you can see, taste, touch, feel, hear, smell. You're talking about something that you can really sink your teeth into, something you can touch and hold and and and, and account for physically, okay? So these are all up for manifestation for, you know, for um, um, just being produced in our lives. You know, even Virgo is about being productive, so another earth sign. So uh, with Mars retrograding at the same time, it may feel like double trouble in certain respects. And so... um, you know, Mercury is retrograde in Taurus and Mars is retrograde in Sag. And when you're talking about Sag and Taurus, you're talking about Taurus ruling our value systems, what we value, uh, what we possess, and Sagittarius ruling, um, you know, what we believe, our personal beliefs. And so um, we'll, we'll definitely need to be much more open to differing beliefs 
Um, otherwise, we're going to get into it real bad with people. Okay, we need to be open. Once again, Mars retrograde ain't the energy to be initiating no kind of confrontations or, or uh, uh, you know, um, arguments, none of that. And with Mercury retrograde, you show better think twice. So uh, because the miscommunications of this Mercury retrograde and Taurus, the bull, it really could lead to all-out fights. Okay, so keep your cool. Make sure you keep your cool. Keep it. Don't give it away. Don't give your cool away so you can have the last word. Don't give your cool away so you can cut somebody out real smooth. You know, don't give your cool away so you can let somebody have it. Keep your cool and find a a good outlet for it. Let some of that creative energy out in some higher ways. Especially in a Mars retrograde, I hate to say it, but some of you just needs to, to, you know, get one off. And I don't mean that in a reckless, destructive, like low vibrational kind of way. I mean, a lot of times this Mars energy be manifested on some dumbness and some low vibrational levels when one of the highest things we could do is engage in some some extremely high vibrational Act sexual activity, be it with yourself or with another person. And if you really know what I mean, you know that it's not crazy at all. I don't necessarily mean masturbating when I say with yourself. I mean transmuting sexual energy on that kundalini chi, however you want to get into the, the knowledge and the wisdom and the information of you, of transmuting our sexual energy with. Sexually healing someone else And it may not have anything to do with actual penetration Mercury retrograding in Taurus I mean, come on That's that's real earthy and sensual right there So we may uh, Mercury retrograding in Taurus May offer us up some new ways As we're reassessing, reviewing um, the energy to see how we can ground out and earth out some 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 uh, Mars energy in in real really Taurian ways. Okay, massage. Whenever I talk about Taurus, I talk about massages. Come on, go go get one. How about that? <laughs> and if you're dealing with somebody that's uh, uh, manifesting Mars on the low end, give them one. Start out with just a hand massage or a t- massage their temples. It'll switch the energy up so fast, everybody in the room be looking like, what happened? That's Mercury retrograde. Um, the retrograde does begin at 23 degrees Taurus, so those of uh, those Taurians born May 2nd to 7th may feel the start of the retrograde the most, and then it turns direct at 14 degrees Taurus, so those Taurians born May 12th to 15th may feel the end of the retrograde the most. Uh, for For any of us who have Mercury retrograde in our natal or progress chart, we may not even feel the worst of this. If you were born with a Mercury retrograde in your chart or in the progress chart, you kind of already know this energy, so it may not be nothing to you. Um, But everybody else around us may not have the same Mercury retrograde in their natal or progress chart, so they may still be very much going through a Mercury retrograde 
Um, and so you can still experience some of the difficulties brought on by others if that is the case, which likely it will be. I guess I'll run through these um, Mercury retrograde horoscopes for you guys, um, and then that will lead into Friday next week, April 29, 2.07 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon goes void just for an hour uh, while we're uh, probably sleeping overnight. And then at 3.47 a.m. Central, it goes into Taurus there on Friday, okay? Uh, I'm, it goes into Aquarius, okay? And that's a whole other type of breakthrough, new, new energy, new routines, breakthrough energy, uh, flashes of insight. That's coming Friday when you get up. You're going to wake up Friday with that new, new, <laughs> look, since the Scorpio full moon, it wouldn't have even taken a full two weeks. Look for your new, new to possibly come to you early, that energy of that new, new to come to you early, as early as Friday, April 29th, when the moon enters Aquarius, okay? And for the days subsequent to that, that the moon's in Aquarius. Um, then Friday... Evening, 7.36 p.m., Venus enters Taurus. Venus joins the sun and Mercury in Taurus, okay? And I'll go through that for y'all. And then the last quarter moon. Yep, okay. So let me, with the last little 20 minutes I got, I'm going to break it down like I did last week. 10 minutes for these uh, Mercury retrograde and Taurus horoscopes. And then the final 10 minutes, uh, I'll dig into Venus entering Taurus for all of us. So, Taurus, since Mercury is going retro in your sign, I'll start out with you. So your first house is getting lit up by this Mercury retrograde, which just means it can touch any area of your life. Since it's retrograding in your sign, any area of your life is up for inspection. And you can find it especially difficult, my Taurus, is to to communicate clearly and openly, to be heard and heard correctly, to be understood and to express yourself. Be ready for people. You can say A, B, C, D, and somebody will hear uh, Z, K, Y, W. I mean, that's just what a Mercury retrograde, it can scramble the signal, okay? So you have to be able to adjust my Tauruses to whatever happens quickly and keep your schedule as flexible as possible. Try not to plan for anything too big during this time so you don't risk it going very wrong. It's a good time for second chances, though, so think about something you can try again, okay? Leo, for you, 10th house is being lit up. For you, this Mercury retrograde can make it difficult to, for you to deal with your goals. You can be lazy, irresponsible with them, which sets you back or creates blocks, or you can focus on them too much at the expense of everything else that matters in your life. You can... Uh, be too mature or too immature, and you can make bad impressions on the wrong people. If you've been doing things the wrong way, you can experience a downfall now, Leo. You can be too concerned with making it to the top or having status and not focused enough on the substance of life. Try to balance maturity and playfulness and do the right thing, um, just but don't have tunnel vision. Okay, Leo? 
Scorpio, seventh um, house is on, on up for inspection with this Mercury retrograde, and it can cause uh, some problems in your relationships, Scorpio, and you have a harder time communicating clearly and effectively with the people in your life. You can get into it with loved ones, and strain can be put on a relationship. You may be tempted to walk away, but that might not last. If you try to walk, FYI, y'all, I know I'm talking about letting go, but if, especially when it comes to relationships, they might not be gone for good if you let them go in the middle of a Mercury retrograde, FYI. <laughs> Forgot to mention that earlier. Um, you may be tempted to walk away, Scorpio, but that might not last. Figure out ways to communicate differently with the people around you. Some of you may see the return of old partners or even old enemies. That's seventh house. You can also feel out of balance and need to work on giving attention to everything that's important and not just one thing. Aquarius, for you, Mercury retrograde can make it hard for you to separate emotions from logic. You can be too logical and ignore what you're feeling or too emotional and ignore what you're thinking. It's important not to ignore either one. You could be overly subjective, Aquarius, and have a hard time understanding anything that isn't happening to you. You feel unsettled internally, your internal foundation shaken in some way, and you have to work on strengthening yourself internally so you're not so easily rattled, okay? For my Virgos, Mercury retrograde for you can make you feel like you don't have the space you need to breathe or that you have too much space and it overwhelms you. For you, my Virgos, you can come up with big ideas that are completely unrealistic, make promises you don't keep, or talk a big game with nothing to back it up. Watch that, Virgo. You can be too optimistic that you're unrealistic or not optimistic enough. Try to keep your mind open and focus on relearning something or finding another way to express yourself. Capricorns, fifth house, for you, Mercury retrograde can make it difficult for you to make time for work because all you want to do is play or for you to make time for play having too much work to do. Some balance is needed, Capricorn. You can be immature at times and need to maintain your composure. If you have children, they can be extra rebellious. This can be a good time to reconnect with an old hobby or redo a creative project, okay? For Geminis, uh, you can feel extra drained mentally when you're around other people, okay, Gemini, Gemini Ascendant, Gemini Moon, and you can have a hard time making your opinions and ideas known to all because you're having a 12th house transit with this Mercury and you want to keep it hidden or subconscious. You can have issues with secrets, Gemini, with stuff from the past and subconscious issues. If anybody having somebody come back from the past, Gemini, besides um, Scorpio, it's going to be you. Uh, did I say Scorpio? Yeah. And so, Gemini, I want y'all to uh, consider that you can have a hard time making your opinions and ideas known to all, and you can have the uh, the secret stuff from the past, I read that, my fault, and motivations can become known to you, okay? Some stuff may, that is hidden could come out with a Mercury retrograde in the 12th house, Gemini. And so you have to work on letting go. 12th house is the house of letting go. You have to work on letting go, Gemini, and moving on from what is no longer good for you, even if it is a comforting crutch, Libra. 
for you, Mercury retrograde can give you an obsessive mind. We're talking eighth house here. And once you get stuck on something, Libra, there's no getting you off of it. You can be unrelenting with your focus and dominate conversations with others and try to force your opinions on other people. You can be too serious to the point of pessimism, and it's difficult for you to see what you're doing. It's likely that a deeply held issue gets triggered, and that simulates the difficulties. So you have to work on addressing whatever the issue is. You can feel you can also feel more distant emotionally from others, okay, Libra? And some of you may see the return of an old lover as well. Cancer for you. Um, Mercury retrograde can make it difficult for you to try anything new, different, and unconventional. We're talking 11th house here. Or it can make you afraid of trying something new, different, or unconventional. You can have issues with your friends or any groups that you belong to, and you can question your dreams for your future, feeling that maybe you need to be more realistic. You can also be more rebellious and fight against anyone who tries to make you conform. Try not to act like a bratty teenager if you do. You can also experience tech or Internet issues with this retrograde, so have backups and watch what you post online. Cancer, Mercury retrograde hitting that 11 house of electronics and mercury rules, you know, stuff like that one is, um, keep that in mind for this retrograde. If you get that car tuned up, get those computers serviced, back up your stuff, okay, Cancer? Pisces, for you, Mercury retrograde can completely throw off your ability to communicate clearly and effectively. It's hitting up your house of communication, your Mercury third house, Pisces. So you can have many misunderstandings and fights, and you can have a hard time understanding how it even happened. You may need to consider expressing yourself in a different way if you want to be heard. Your mind can be a jumble of ideas full of energy that you can't seem to expel, and you can feel scattered and unfocused. Then, when you need the energy, it may be nowhere to be found. So, Pisces, write things down. You don't want to forget and try to give yourself time for dealing with mentally stimulating activities. And the last couple I have is for Sagittarius and Aries. Sagittarius, Mercury Retro can throw things off for you in your work and daily life. You can miss deadlines, have difficulty working well with others, have a lot less love and passion for your work. You can have a hard time sticking to routine, become disorganized, and feel scattered and unfocused. You can feel more stressed out, Sag, and this can impact your physical health. So you have to give yourself plenty of time to get things done, even small things. Give yourself extra time to do them and take time to decompress when you need to, okay? Aries, second house. Mercury retrograde might make you considerably more stubborn than usual. So you go Mercury retrograde in Taurus through your Taurus house is giving you an extra oomph of uh, stubborn energy. And on the high end, stubbornness can simply be determination to see something through. You won't budge, Aries, from your position one iota, and it can seem unreasonable to others for you to be so stubborn. You can be inflexible and you can be lazy, not feeling motivated to get much of anything done. You can also experience financial issues, and you have to adjust on the fly, but you may not want to. You have to work on being more flexible and having more patience because impatience can go through the roof right now. And I promise you don't want that Aries because Mars is your ruler. It's retrograde, Pluto retrograde right along with it. 
Don't do it, Aries. Utilize that stubbornness, like I say, as a determination. Second house is a money house. Be Get real determined about your personal finances. Get real determined about the things that you value in your possessions and utilize that strong energy that way. Whew, y'all, we got 10 minutes left. I do want to touch on the last quarter moon. I'm skipping around just a little bit because I did want to go into Venus and Taurus. It enters Taurus on Friday, so I'll have a little time to dig into it next week. But this last quarter moon is what I want y'all to keep in mind because this is feeding off the Scorpio full moon that we're into right now. So here next Friday at 10.29 p.m. Central Standard Time, almost 10.30 at night, when the moon goes exact uh, at at the at the last quarter, here we are. Here we are in 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 the, a phase where it's time for action. That's leading up to that new moon. Okay, at the last quarter or the third quarter moon here at the end of next week, it's going to be about reviewing, about receiving and paying. Uh, when it comes to debts, planning, closing, sorting, storing, and reaping. Uh, most suitable activities here at the last quarter moon next week is going to be paying debts, asking for money owed to us, giving rewards, receiving rewards, making evaluations, taking inventory, tying up loose ends, dealing with people and matters from the past, dealing with endings. It's a time when following the rules is most appropriate at the last quarter moon. It's the beginning of the end. I told y'all the full moon is on its way. It, once it hits waxes full, it starts waning after that and waning until it gets new again where it's dark and you don't see any of the white part, right? So here in between this full moon and this new dark moon is this last quarter moon of next Friday, right? And so um, it's a last quarter moon in Aquarius, and so uh, let me double check that and make sure. Got to tell you, all right, yes, the moon will be in Aquarius when it goes um, to the last quarter. And so it's the beginning of the end. The plant is harvested and the parts remaining start to wither and die back into the ground, okay? If the moon waxing full was the culmination point, then that last quarter moon is like, well, hell. Ain't nothing to do now before it to go new or dark again. So get what you're going to get, glean what you're going to glean, which we start doing at the point where it's full. And what's left uh, also begins to prepare its seeds for planting. Okay, so we're te- we're gleaning what we can, harvesting what we can, tearing down the old to prepare the way for the new. We can't at the at the time uh, next Friday of this last quarter moon. We're not going to be able to get with the current scheme of things. We're going to desire change. We're going to be ready for our new moon. We're going to be ready to plant seeds in that dark moon, and so we'll become at a core level real discontent with the existing social structures that we find in our environment if they're not to our liking. And we're going to be in just the right frame of mind with the moon being in Aquarius to do something brand new and breakthrough with it at that okay so that's pretty much y'all's week ahead i have six minutes left that's not enough time to go into venus and taurus so that's the only thing we gotta um 
attack next week um, just to fill in some more um, energetic details about the moon being in Aquarius by the time we get to this last quarter moon next Friday. Uh, we may, from all this intense Scorpio energy of emotions and emoting, moon entering in Aquarius and that last quarter moon may just be the break from being overly emotional that we need to set us up for this new moon <clears throat> that we're coming up to. Okay. Um, we can be friendly, but we can be real detached with the moon in, in Aquarius. So we take the feelings out of it per se. Okay. And, and uh, we're thinking outside of the box. Okay, we're utilizing technology to impact our new moon intentions and goals and to close out whatever we're closing out with the full moon. We're really at at that last quarter moon. It's like you can't go back to the past, but it's not quite yet time for the new. So you this is what you're this is the energy you're utilizing the Aquarius energy to Maneuver at this very critical time, gleaning what is the beginning of the end, gleaning and harvesting what we can, letting the rest be replanted, you know, with the sense of newness, with the moon being in Aquarius, with the sense of, of innovation, okay, with the sense of inventiveness, with the moon being in Aquarius. You can have an inspirational breakthrough idea that'll that'll catapult you from one place that you are to the next. That's the Uranus Aquarius energy, the sudden, unexpected, lightning, you know, impulses and inspiration that comes. So here at around the uh, next Friday, I want you all to be open for that. It might just be the change you need to make sure that your last quarter is your last quarter. It's your last go-round dealing with the BS, the old stuff, the stuff that's not working, the stuff that's no longer serving you, and give you the impetus and the initiative that you need to make sure that your next new moon is your best new moon, okay? That's what I got for y'all. If y'all want to hit me up, y'all can get at me through many of the links in the episode information that you can click to either order reports, just shout me, send me a message, or uh, just stay connected to the radio broadcast, okay? Peace, love, light, namaste, and I say I love y'all. Bye.